Today's episode of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, is brought to you by the Indivisible Guide, a practical guide for resisting the Trump agenda. It's a team made up of former congressional staffers uh, revealing their best practices for making Congress listen. That sounds like something we're all interested in, right? Right. Uh, you can donate to this group on their page at www.indivisibleguide.com. You can follow them up on Twitter, which is at Indivisible Team. Uh, we follow them. So if you just look at our followers, you can get it like that. They have weekly calls. They have put out emails. They they make uh, videos. They, they, they're they keeping you informed so you can, uh, as the kids say, stay woke, and uh, we can maybe get some shit done. So that's Indivisible Guide. Uh, they are awesome. And now let's get on with the show. Okay. It comes here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Merely a two-word review, just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last man. That right there is a Welcome back to the Basement Fellow Music Lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I am your host, Kevin, as usual, and uh, we're sort of finishing off your week here. If you listen to this on release day, uh, with a um, with a uh, two-pronged conversation about our city. One of them was intentional. Uh, one of them was kind of unintentional. The, the intentional one is we absolutely meant to review Odyssey's new album, The Iceberg, uh, because I find it pretty, pretty great. Uh, but we are a... A show about consensus, about getting to some happy medium, maybe, or at least sharing conflicting opinions. So uh, joining me to talk about that is going to be Eduardo, who you know, and uh, Marcus K. Dowling, who you also know. Uh, before that, though, we, we got into a little discussion that was actually unintentional, and he just sort of fell into it. It was triggered by the news that IMP signed a, the big promoter here, the people who do uh, 930 Club, they do Meriwether Post Pavilion, they do... U Street Music Hall, they do, they do, <laughs> just Lincoln, just about, they're big, they're big, and, and they, uh, they run a lot of the entertainment industry in this town, and, you know, we, as people who love D.C., Marcus and, uh, Marcus and Eduardo both grew up here and have seen this evolution, I've been coming up here for 20 years, and, uh, been here for 10 years, so... You know, we have an invested uh, stake in this town, and we watch change. And you know, a lot of that change hap- happens to be right in our wheelhouse, with not just how the arts are presented, but how they're supported, uh, places to play, and whatnot. And so, we have a lot of conversations off mic about uh, places like IMP, places like the Nine Thirty Club, places like Rock and Roll Hotel, DC Nine, places, and and about the bands in town. And, and I don't think we've ever really done this on Mike, but uh, but here it is. It is a little bit of there's a little bit of tough love in there, but it is love. It is you know I tend to be a realist, and I think Marcus and Eduardo do as well. But most importantly, this is a conversation that is just scratching the surface. We don't. If we had the answers, then uh, we'd be doing a much different thing right now than uh, doing a podcast, which may be in the future. Who knows? But um, but it is I think a conversation. I'm, I'm really glad we had. Really glad for you guys to hear it, and and really hope to hear some feedback uh, from people if you hear it and listen and say, "Yeah, oh, y'all, are, y'all are 
morons and you're wrong. That's cool, but you got to tell us why. You got to tell us a solution to that. Uh, if you support what we say, you know, maybe you can offer us solutions to sort of facilitate our vision or help out. Or maybe you can just clear the record. If we're just flat out wrong with something, you have different information. Uh, please supply us with that and we will happily amend our opinions uh, because we are adults. God damn it. Um, so we're going to be doing that, and uh, and then we're going to be playing a little track from our friend Khan when Brandon Perry's got a new project coming out. I'll tell you more about, and that's your podcast. So if you are ready to head on down to the basement, if you are uh, with a tasty beverage, you're relaxed, you're comfortable, you're mentally strong, let's get this party started, kids. Wolf boy, go oh, on, son. Old, old man, wolf boy. Old man, wolf boy. <laughs> Are we going to talk about this? This this goofiness because it's it's new. It's it is noteworthy. What this the... this goofy arena is this? I I mean we can. Okay, sure. I, I can. We can backtrack if you want. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean it, it's uh this goofy you know building. You know why, why the fuck not? Like we're talking about an artist from the DMV. Let's yeah, talk, let's talk about, about, about what's post. happening with the DMV right yeah. now. Uh, just today, first of all, welcome back, Marcus Dowling. Hello, hello. How is that three stars peppercorn saison? It's fantastic. Yeah, it's really, three really stars. Good. <laughs> uh, hi there, Eduardo. How you doing? What are you drinking hello. today? I believe this is a Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Yeah, we love Voodoo. Coming in at a heady nine percent. Oh Jeez. shit! This well, this get, podcast this is going to go. <laughs> this is going to go swimmingly. Um, they were going to be. We're down here to talk about a guy who's been down here actually yeah. uh, for a a long lost podcast that I. I produced with you, Mr. Dowling. Absolutely. Getting over. It was actually exactly. our first episode of that. Uh, yeah. Talking about Mr. Amir Muhammad Al-Khalifa, yeah. otherwise known as Odyssey. Absolutely. To all the cool kids. Yeah. Uh, it's If you go back to our podcast, actually, Odyssey was one of the first podcasts we did. Mm-hmm. Um, the album was, was back in, what, 12? Yeah, 2012. People hear what they say. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. people hear what they see. see. Mm-hmm. Great album. Which is a great album. Uh, this might be a great album, too. The Iceberg. Yeah. Uh, before that, though, you know, in, in sticking with the topic of the DMV, uh, we you sent me an email today. And, yes, uh, did. and a little press release. And, you know, we have a um, we have a vibrant, vibrant, I think, uh, live venue scene around here. Mm-hmm. Not like New York. Not like Chicago. Not like Los Angeles or Atlanta. It, I mean, it serves us. It serves the size for mm-hmm. for the most part. Would, would we agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, Constitution Hall sucks ass, but <laughs> oh, but if you have to put somebody in there, <laughs> yeah, it's good for comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but one of the major forces here is IMP, and, yeah. and they run uh, Meriwether Post right now. They run Meriwether Post uh, nine thirty Club. They book at U Street Music Hall, Jam and Java. Where where am I missing? Um, Echo Stage. Echo Stage. Anything else? They, you're Lincoln. Forgetting, you're the, forgetting about their multimedia presence because they have a the, TV the show. Verizon, also, also at the Verizon <laughs> Center. No, they don't. <laughs> They're booking at Verizon Center now, too. Oh, yeah. Well, they've always done that. They they've, they they work with Monumental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over there. Right. So, so they take the bigger shows. So, the, yeah, Seth Hurwitz's empire is growing, and it is... Also, um, there's the, the anthem by the wharf, the 6,000... Not yet. Venue. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Right. Uh, so it was announced that they signed a 40-year lease on Meriwether Post Pavilion... Which, uh, sorry, Fish fans, it is one of the best venues in the world. 
Like people go there and they hate it. It's like, yeah, fuck you. Like fish I, fans love it though. No, they don't. Well, they, they love the energy. They love the vibe. Yeah. But if you don't get in the front row, and this is very indicative of fish fan, fish fans, they're like, it's too low. The sound sucks. Blah blah. And it's all this like bullshit that you would know is wrong if you weren't so fucking high <laughs> <laughs> or spun out on whatever. But right. uh, but that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, it is it is a legendary venue. Some legendary is, shit yeah. has gone down there. It is one of my favorite venues on the planet. I haven't been there for three years because the uh, shows haven't been that good. I'll, I'll just I'll come right out with that. It's also a fifty-minute drive. It's impossible to get to right. for a weeknight show because yeah. the curfew is like ten o'clock, mm-hmm. which means that the opening act is on stage while most people are still at work. Yeah, about five right. o'clock. Yeah. yeah, I covered I mean, a uh, I covered a Steve Aoki show. You did with Joy, you, Joy Seco. which was so fun. Yeah, because it was like again, it's that whole thing where the the the, the curfew for the EDM show. Yeah. During the week, yeah. mind you, with Waka Flocka Flame, Pharrell, and Steve Aoki was 10 p.m. Yeah. I, That's when the party's just actually getting started with those guys. Yeah. So it's like, it was weird. It was I, saw, I saw Radiohead there in 03, maybe. I was at that show. And Stephen Malcolmus was opening. Yes. I missed Malcolmus. I wanted to see him more than Radiohead because everyone knows I love Malcolmus. And I remember being home in time for like the 11 p.m. syndication Seinfeld. Yeah. And I just, and I got home and I was like, there's something really wrong with this picture that I was at a concert 45 miles from Adams Morgan and I'm yeah. fucking home. I mean, I, I've, seen easily, I've seen yeah. easily 100 shows there. I've shot probably 40 or 50 wow. uh, there. Uh, cool. the, the My Morning Jacket shows, that's what turned me around. Those are epic. If you can go. Uh, not not fish, please God, not fish. But if Faith, you no, Faith for, no more played there, and huh? <laughs> Faith no more played there in 2015. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but if you can go uh, for a show like My Morning Jacket or a bigger like lends itself to an outside vibe, even Casey Musgraves opening for Willie Nelson. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. actually I'm, I'm seeing Cigar Rose there this year, which uh, I'm yeah, very cool. About 75 percent excited. Point for. is, it's legendary. Now IMP is is really sunk in. They've been running it as long as I can remember, probably the past 20 years. Yeah. Uh, they signed another forty-year lease. They've made significant upgrades. Uh, this is, as you pointed out, I'm going to bounce it off to you, Mr. Dolly. Uh, this is taking a real stake, not just in the venue, I think, but in the economy of Columbia. Right. There's not a whole lot up there. There's there's <laughs> Meriwether Post, and then there's the mall where you drink at before you go into Meriwether Post, and then there's the uh, the Whole Foods. Okay. That's it. Yeah. It, so you, so yeah. you get your heady beer. Right. You drink it in the parking lot. Yeah. And then you go in. Exactly. Exactly. It's literally it. Yeah. No, nothing to denigrate anybody who lives in Columbia. Um, Starks and Nacy, number of uh, artists live in Columbia. Brain mm-hmm. rap. Yeah. All from Columbia. Columbia's a beautiful place, but... Um, Con. Yeah, Con. Right. Right. But, Mr. Uh, Perry. Right. Yeah. I'm coming out, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I saw that today. Um, so, oh, yeah. So we're, we're talking about Mirror of the Post. It's, it's fascinating because it's like... Everything in D.C., I don't know if people who are not in Washington, D.C. listening to this podcast are aware, people in this room are aware, but Washington, D.C. will <laughs> will probably, by the year 2025, have 6.5 million people living in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, the median income is somewhere in the range of, like, over $100,000. Like, that's a median family income. Median, okay, family income. Family yeah, income is $100,000. I was going to say, <laughs> say damn, doing median, it wrong. Yeah, median individual it's, income, it's holy shit. really... Yeah. Yeah. Out of control. Yeah. Um, so the thing is that, that IMP has succeeded in doing is uh, really doubling down on making sure that people who make this kind of money have access to like really quality experiences. Like that's what 
that's their business and they've doubled down on it. They were the first people in the room. And now if you look at that, that impressive list of venues that we mentioned that they, they book in, that's what they've done. They've succeeded in that model. And uh, like they're going to install a pool yeah. in the, mm-hmm. the back yeah, of yeah. Meriwether Post for the artists that come in to, to play there. Uh, there's all sorts of things. They're going to you know redouble on, on sound out there. So all you fish fans, you know. You never. You're not gonna have a question. Ah, <laughs> right. uh, you electro fanatics. Not no question. Like you're, you're gonna be okay. Um, I think it's funny only because like, what is this like? Like the 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 levels now for like venue like delivery mm-hmm. in DC are so vastly off now. Like you've got this high end that's like so impossibly high that it's like you're doing New York and LA and DC. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom, it's like going to the neighborhood venue. So there's nothing in between. There used to right. be a space in DC where there was like 930 Club and 930 Club first well, went over the hub. That, that, that space was, was the 930 Club. Right. And then yeah. there was like, you know, a lot of stuff in the middle. It was like you, you'd go to like a Jam and Java or you go to like, mm-hmm. you know, Iota or somewhere. Iota, yeah. And you have like a nice, like, mid range, like, concert experience. You may have a, a, a weird wall somewhere or yeah. a weird pillar. Right. Right. But you're still, you're getting like a quality experience. The Hamilton, for instance, when Hamilton <laughs> yeah. opened and, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. those first couple of, that, that first year. First year was great. Was was amazing, yeah. Like, it was now really, it's just weird. Yeah, it's really <laughs> it's weird. Like, but, uh, but, yeah, nothing against... Look, you're going to piss against, off every venue against, in town. <laughs> nothing, against, nothing against the many wonderful meals I've had at the Hamilton. Yeah. But it's just weird space now. Like, the, or the acts they book because of the trickle down again from well, that's, that's, IMP down. It's, it's That's awkward. what I want to talk about because what, yeah, we're talk, what we're actually talking about with IMP doing this and with the venue they're going to open in October called the Anthem on the, on the now in development waterfront. Yeah. Like if you if you were driving up 295. Yeah. I used to make that drive every weekend to come see my lady from Richmond. Yeah. And there's nothing off to the right. You know, just Everything nothing. Now. now it looks like the skyline of Chicago. Yeah. Between, like if they add a skyscraper, this is, it, it, it looks like a completely different town. So down there people are moving. And you have uh, a uh, almost a monopoly on this entertainment by IMP, which is something that we're generally doesn't matter who it is. It's ones and ninety nines. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's not and and nobody listening to this podcast that's um, a booker or talent buyer or whatever for any venue in the city will will not disagree with me. Yeah, it's like brutally obvious now. Yeah. So what and it is what it is, and, and what we've seen is uh, from. My, from my perspective, or what I've seen, I won't speak for you guys, is the stuff that I may be interested in, and you could attribute this to me being older, but I run a fucking music blog, so not really. Yeah. Um, and I also have to assign stuff to Mauricio Matt to mm-hmm. go out and shoot, is the quality of booking, uh, from my perspective, going down at places like the 930 Club to accommodate this this upper echelon of uh, fast casual consumers, damn right, who, who just want yeah. cons- who just want this like high octane, high class, high class in air quotes. I was ex- I for pitchfork. I know what yeah, you're getting yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, high, high class experience, <laughs> and and it doesn't leave room. Well, it does leave room because that means that some place like DC Nine kicks their ass on booking. Every good show I've seen right. in the past two years has been at DC Nine, right? And that is not something I would have who, ever said those, ten years ago. Where are those bands getting ridden up? Yeah. Where are they getting ridden right, up? Pittsburgh. That's but but and Bank the bands, yeah, the, but the bands at DC Nine. Yeah. Okay. So like that's the 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 comparative point that's intriguing is that the Nine Thirty Club used to be this like you know punk rock venue 
on you know 930 F Street Northwest. Right. Yeah, that, that was a long time. That was a long time ago. Street venue. Anybody who thinks that the 930 Club is like a a happy little funky punk rock venue is just missing the whole fucking point. It's it's not anymore. It's not anymore. It's a which is which is okay. It's a pole star. Like people people don't get it. It's a pole star and Billboard award winning venue Mm -hmm. for the last decade. They've like cleaned shop on like. Numbers of tickets sold, percentage of sellouts, like right. all those and numbers that people look at who want to book like top of the line acts. So like you're you're plugging in now with like major labels, like Universal Records, or yeah. like you know but the they, people that they book were giant acts. They but were, they, do, but, they, but they did that. I mean, I mean, and that's they did and that. The, and I, I'm not trying to say that. Like, I, 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 I miss. I mean, I've been going yeah. to Nine Thirty Club for twenty fucking yeah. years. I miss those days. Times change. Look, I I DC change. DC change and. Really, like, you guys know I've struggled with this a lot. Yeah. Like, no animosity towards them for doing what they do to make money. I just wish that, not them, but anybody in these positions, and this is not the world we live mm-hmm. in, especially now, <laughs> that if somebody would look back and say, you remember how this used to be cool when we did this? What if we mm-hmm. just kept doing that and figured out how to do both? I mean, that's the thing. With, and, yeah. and so you have all these venues opening now. And there's no, it's quickly, you know, that, that door, that window seems to be closing. I mean, it's, it's strange in the sense that like people look at Anthem and it's a 6,000 person venue and they're like, well, what's going to go in there? The, the key, the, the intriguing thing about Anthem is that there's the other smaller venue, I forget mm-hmm. what it's called. That's going to be the, 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 the rock, the, the alt rock and country and folk venue. So if there's any one thing that like is yeah. intriguing about DC is that people think, oh, well, six thousand person venues is going to solve the whole thing. We can move the stuff that's like to making nine thirty two like, capacity packed, and they could do overflow into this one venue. No, there's a whole other side of music that nobody touches that now they can pull into the fold. Well, it doesn't like none of what we're talking about changes uh, uh, to to kind of think about who we're going to talk about in a second, you know, on, on the getting over podcast, Amir talked very clearly about why he thought he had to leave DC. Yeah. None of these developments change, change, change the fundamental reasons that, no. drove, that, that, that made him believe that he couldn't be successful here. Right. No, yeah. because something you're working on, something I'm working on, uh, maybe independently, we may have to fight about this. Yeah. A later <laughs> thing, uh, is figuring out how to, uh, you know, look, the local scene, uh, we, are, we, are, we aren't going to piss off everybody in this podcast, but it needs to be said. Has been the, the local scene in the past like year or two has been seriously depressed. And I don't mean like emotionally. I mean, there's just not a lot of great work. There's some good work. There's consistent work. There's not a lot of great work coming out. And there's not a lot of work where uh, venues necessarily have an incentive uh, to book local bands just to say we're doing it because of local yeah. if you have i mean look and this is people get mad at 930 club for not booking local like i don't know a single local band that can pull a thousand people yeah i mean and, that, pre- and that's pre- what it takes preschool in six months but that's not well, yeah. what i was gonna say and that's and, right. and 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 there are some bands who were like at that point where the next thing they do might be the big thing like priests yeah mm-hmm. and if you try islands or the other ones, well, they're they're Baltimore, Baltimore, yeah. they, they came down, yeah, yeah, but they, yeah, and they, they sell out everything, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but but my point is, is that you know, so we can't like have animosity towards these venues for doing that, but at the same time, this needs to be done in the city, and who better to do it than the people who have the capital, the people at the top Ooh. who, like, I'm sorry if you if you reach a point of privilege, you have a responsibility to use that privilege for good, and we're not seeing that, we're not seeing it from anybody, it's, quite honestly. 
Right yeah. now, we're just seeing, and maybe we're just in a phase of expansion. There's yeah, a- it's 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 also that, and like the thing that I'm like more concerned about than anything else in the world is that if you're an artist in DC, and I know way too many artists in DC mm-hmm. at this point, I probably know all of the artists in DC <laughs> at this point, and I tell them all the same thing. I was just in Austin, Texas, South by Southwest. And the one thing, and I talked to like, it's the great thing about South by Southwest is that, especially when you're in like the WeDC house and you're an mm-hmm. ambassador, I'm the creative ambassador. It's like, well, Mr. Creative Ambassador, I book talent in Cleveland and I book talent in Austin and I book mm-hmm. talent in Portland and Seattle. And all these people are coming up to me going, what do you got? How does DC do it? Yeah. And they're like, where are your local bands? And, and I'm like, exactly. We just book your bands. When they become popular, we put them in our venues, and they sell out. Because because the city is built like this, and I, I know you want to say something, Warner, so I'll yeah. let you jump oh, in. Oh, I don't think I do, man. No, yeah, I think you do. <laughs> the city is built like this. It is built for government. Whether you like it or not, I've said this so many times in this podcast, it's getting old. It is built for government. You come here to do government, or you do not. Right. That is the only reason you can be here. There is no middle class. Yeah, people... There is no working class. Every, almost every single person you see working in a restaurant is in government, and it's because government doesn't pay shit. Right. Like, if you're a Hill staffer and you're making $30,000 a year to do what you think is right, you're living in a group house with a bunch of other Hill staffers, see season whatever 12 of the real world, <laughs> right, if you want right. that experience. Yeah. But but you have this, and so that is what drives, and that's why Baltimore kicks our ass consistently, because it's what drives that, that middle class right. is what drives this larger expansion of art creation and stuff. I, I firmly believe... The greatest art is always going to come from lower class. Right, right, right. But here's here's my my belief on this. Um, this is where we we diverge, but um, that's okay. Yeah, but we we talk about it all the time. And fight, that's important. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> oh, we we did, we already did. Time to, it's okay. Yeah. Time to wrestle. <laughs> we, we, we really we had we really a we had our first G chat fight. Time to wrestle, great. boys. Okay, so anyway, so um, here's here's my belief. If you're a creative person making music in Washington D.C. right now, there's not a better time to just like blow it the fuck out. Yeah. Like if like maximize your talent to the 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 max of your potential. It's funny. Um. So I can bridge it to the Odyssey, the Odyssey album here. Um, Never Not Good Enough, which is a song off the Odyssey album. Sounds like a song called The Streets Will Let Me Chill by Diamond District. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like the first time that when, when, when The Streets Will Let Me Chill came out, it was the first time that anybody had heard like the best go-go song meant for mainstream hip-hop consumption right. that had ever come out of Washington, D.C. That's what it is you, you it's an un, like anybody who raps at dc will tell you that it's an absolute fact um that's what you got to do like you have to like take what you do locally and say okay so, so like i'm gonna just throw it up over over the bridge and make it all happen like you have to let this like if there was never ever a time to do that because it's the same thing that all the acts in brooklyn did when i used to go to brooklyn and like 2007 2008 and 2009 like when i used to sit there with matt and kim and all these acts that were just like well either we make this album or we're moving to vancouver right (laughs) those are the options brooklyn was like way out of control rents were super sky high Mm -hmm. and then they came out and made daylight and it was like game over here's the thing but yeah that's what's what's so bad about moving to vancouver I mean, well, Vancouver's the, beautiful, but um, there's a there's a thing about winning that you you can't. You I can't, get that. Like you can't not try to that, win. That's winning, fucking with your head. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. but, but there's also like, there's also a thing. It's, God, like okay, so 
maybe we're all old here. I don't know. So it, there's a great quote. Uh, there's a thing about putting your balls on the line and just being like, the right. balls are the cutting block. And that's assuming people That's assuming people aren't doing it. But there's also a thing about, self, ovaries, thing about self-awareness. There's a yeah. great quote. Uh, Mark Maron did an interview with Paul Rust. If you haven't seen the series Love, it's actually pretty great. I know mm-hmm. You have to watch it. because I've, I've, I've watched most of the first season. It's rom-com as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like, yeah. My wheelhouse. So, so uh, this guy, Paul Rust, came up through uh, UCB. Uh, Judd Apatow, I mean, he he made yeah. it. He also moved to Los Angeles to make it because that's what comics do. But he was saying how when he was younger, and just listener, apply this to like your favorite artist. He idolized Pee Wee Herman. Like Pee Wee's Big Adventure was the biggest, the best. How can you possibly do that? And then Judd Apatow said, "Hey, do you want to write on this movie? I'm producing this new Pee Wee Herman movie for Netflix." He's like, "Fuck yeah!" And then he would write with his hero. And sit down with this person. So, for example, right. this is like a singer-songwriter sitting down with Bob Dylan. Yeah. Right. And what he realized really quickly was that the reason he can't do it is because Paul Rubens is a genius. Right. And it's not his genius. Mm-hmm. It's somebody else's right. genius. And I think that that gets lost here. I think this idea that we uh, – and part of this is to steer it back to what we're talking about with IMP and the venues in town. Mm-hmm. I think that we feel – because it happens in other cities, that there has to be a scene, there there just will not ever be a scene in D.C. Not the way we want it to be. Right. And that's a, that's a hard right. pill to swallow. A lot of people look to Fugazi, but, you know... Sp- I was, I was, I was going to joke earlier that, that these I, conversations but always find their way I to, like... just said, yeah. the reason that worked yeah. is because Ian's a genius. Well, 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 but I also think that, that what we're saying is that, you know, there are... You can't really separate art from the socioeconomic conditions. Right from which it grows right yeah. you certainly would yeah. never do that with with most punk rock you wouldn't do it with hip-hop um to some degree you might not really do it like you know go further back like you wouldn't do it with bluegrass you wouldn't do it hmm. with jazz today today bluegrass is white collar today jazz is like kids who've done nothing but study jazz their entire lives mm-hmm. in the 1950s it wasn't that way right in the right. 1950s it was like it it, 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 it was boxing with instruments yes. right of <laughs> and there were gatekeepers and people to keep you out if you didn't have the chops right so there's a whole kind of uh, broader context of, of of hustle and spark that you know that dc is not set up to to nurture Engender at this point people yeah. uh, it can happen it can happen but 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 i think but if we're talking about it's gonna rock, be organic Right, but if we're talking about rock or whatever that word means today, um, you know, DC is not going to be the next great rock town. Um, I don't know, disrespect to like, I don't know, Shy Glizzy or Fatrell, yeah. like DC is not about to be the next hip hop town Mm-mm. either. Um, DC could be something else. And there and there and there are some some possible things that I, and you know if you don't believe yeah. me just read Marcus's shit because Marcus is is uh, very right. hype on the possibility of right. of what new DC can uh, be. Yeah, all I all I know is that Goldlink has an album coming out, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, and, and it's and, all about. And we've seen some remarkable stuff. We've seen Khan up in Columbia. What we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We see Goldlink. Yeah. He's, he's at April and Vista. Yeah, are are really. I mean that that's a very unique talent. Yeah, and they're not. I mean, look. I know they're getting in our circles all the hype. There's not a lot of people who know who they are. Well, no, but the right people know who they the are. The right people know, but there's but not the a lot right of people, people absolutely know who they are. Right. So you don't you don't see them playing. You don't see the nine thirty club booking them anywhere. Just as their single shows. We we just right. don't have people. In town, as good as DC Nine is doing anymore, uh, except maybe Joe, and even so, not God bless the Joe and, and even John. So, even so, not like fighting a good fight and fucking songbird, right? 
Yeah. Go, but, go see Princess Nokia's second show on... Tickets are available. March 31st. It didn't sell out. Yeah, Ice Late Cold, show. Ice oh, cold opening. You know, DC talent. And, and, but we, we just don't have people willing to take chances anymore on this. And I don't know, like, if we can blame them, but it does make me, it doesn't make me sad. It makes me mad. Because where do I, I mean, we, we didn't go see Fox anymore uh, last night. Yeah. Part of it was because I'm getting over being sick. But part of it was because I don't want to see Foxygen at the 930 Club. Yep. What the fuck? Like, why would Foxygen ever be playing a club that big? <laughs> yeah. As much right. as I love that album, why would a band that weird ever be playing that? Yep. yep. And it's because they got written up in Pitchfork. They, yep, got, they get written up in all the mm-hmm. Wall Street Journal, New, New York Times. Which they means- got reviewed the fuck out yep. of by us. Yep. Yeah. And so it's a show full of like shithead scenesters yeah. and PBR bros mm-hmm. and and just I don't know, hard pass. <laughs> yeah. Um And I heard Mauricio went. He just randomly yeah. it up. Okay. He said it was a good show. Okay. But but it's just it's it's that thing and this could again, this could just be being old. This could be we saw Sampha there and that was great. Mm-hmm. I don't know where else I would have wanted to see Sampha. Right. It's perfectly. It would have been him. weird. It, I mean, I, people would have been like touching him at DC9. Yeah. I'm like, hey, bro. Right. <laughs> God, right. 2009, the show would have totally been at DC9, by the way. Yeah. 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 yeah so. Pack house. Uh, so I guess the question I, I think we want to put to anybody listening, like for this, if you if you run a venue in DC, and I'm not talking about a house venue, right? So that That's a good farm team system. I'm I'm kind of over it, uh, and and I don't you, you do what you got to do. I mean, I'm gonna uh, fuck. I'm going to a house show on Friday. See Mary Mary McLaughlin. Nice. That's because I've never seen her, and it's a ten minute walk. So I there are think, there are there yeah. are benefits, but the house shows seen house shows have been co opted right. by the labels now. Right. Also, so far, so far, yeah, boom, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is not, this is not, nothing, everything is going to continue to evolve, but, like, to anybody listening who runs a venue or has contact with people, like, start thinking about, like, what kind of chances you are willing to take. Like, can you, what, what can the city do, like, to help you take those chances, if anything? Not that I think they'd be willing, right, right now. Not right now, but... But yeah. but but you know have those kind of talks and really look into and instead of instead of booking the same band over and over and over the one local band you know mm-hmm. sit Ab down and ask him who his five favorite bands are sit April and Vista down and say who are your five favorite bands somebody call Jamal Gray and just ask him what the hell's going on <laughs> yeah I mean just, just <laughs> dial, dial up the wormhole brother. <laughs> but, but but you know really like it, it doesn't take a lot D- don't wait for us to find shout it for out you to, uh speaking of shout out to diana ezarin's at um kennedy center for taking yeah all the chances right now yeah uh-huh. yeah she's doing great and paul paul is like right. doing a millennium stage like yeah i'm yeah. never gonna go to the millennium stage i'm just not right 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 but, but somebody it's is. not it's not for me right and the amount of bands and local bands that have come through there and that's even when paul was started booking there i i talked with him i was like you can't book the same things that chris now did mm-hmm. you absolutely can't and he so didn't. well he, he, he tried, had coward squire but that's his he favorite tried. band yeah. but then he also had ab yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and, and he's he's done. starting to do like a really good job there mm-hmm. so uh, so maybe somebody just give Paul Vodra a bunch of fucking money. He'll open his, you know, he'll run the I- IOTA. Here, here. I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> here, here. Um, you guys ready to talk about our friend Odyssey? Yes. Let's do, let's do that. Mm-hmm.
Short time in, I've been on this life thing. I live like kings. In the middle, set aside all the nice things, searching for what life means. And all they found was peace in the pipe dream. Rights made wrong from a point of view. Morality is relevant to what you're going through. On the high, I'm a judge. On the low, I'm like your honor. If you only knew the common, you would like plead. I feel sorry for the people that'll probably hate it. Cause when you take the time to understand the makings of a man, comprehend the heat of summer circumstance, and the evil ain't incarnate in the corner, we can all create it. I know it's easy when you're angry, just a shallow gravy. But dig deep before the reasons, and we all related. To kill a cousin ain't as easy as a stranger, and the danger ain't the bullet but the anger. So let's get into it. Name that track is Digging Deep. That is off Odyssey's, what is this, 11th? Damn, seriously. And this is just his Odyssey, his 11th album. Uh, yeah. uh, the Iceberg. Uh, 2015 was his last one, The Good Fight. It was mm-hmm. a great album. Uh, Al- Alwasta, is that how you say it? Alwasta, yeah. Uh, it was an EP in, in the middle of this. Uh, I wanted to play that track. Like the big tape, too, in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah, actually, I forgot about that. That's yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. great. Um, I wanted to talk about, start off with this song, uh, because I think... Uh, you know, this is an album, and, and I know he said a little bit about this, that this is what this is going to be. It's a little more political, but it's also very personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think uh, from talking to him a little, a lot of this album is about, like, his mission statement. And it's it's been 11 albums coming, and, and you can get all this out of all this stuff. But this is as clear as he's been. And I want to I read this, one of the lines from this is that I feel sorry for the people that are probably hated, because when you take the time to understand the makings of a man... You comprehend that he's the sum of circumstance. Ain't that evil? Ain't incarnate? And if cornered, we can all create it. That's something I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I strongly believe in. He goes on further to say, I know it's easy when you're angry just to, sh- to shallow grave it, but dig deeper for the reasons, and we're all related. To kill a cousin ain't as easy as a stranger, and the danger ain't the bullet but the anger. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's right in my soul. Like, that's how... Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that's, that's that's the news, man. Yeah, that 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 is, but but that is that's that's the answer. Yeah, man, right. that's like that's holding up the mirror and 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 saying, look, this is what we are. All you know, my personal philosophy is people can do horrible things, no matter how good you think you are. People can do horrible things. How we escape that? Some people do it through religion. Some people medicate. Some people don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but our base instincts, our lizard brain says, I mean, this is why religions exist, guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we we can't be trusted uh, in the millions and billions to uh, to to get through, and, and so it, it takes our intellect and our our character, I think, to to do this. And this is a lot of not just what he's saying on this album, I think, but it's also part of his religion. He's he's strongly Muslim. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and that is. Muslim teachings it, it is. Do you do you guys think this album lyrically is maybe kind of his most direct and honest work yet? Because I because I, I felt I do a kind of urgency here, and it was really and it was just really real to me in a way that um, you know I, I I like his work, but 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 this album in particular, like so many songs on here, just jump out and just spoke immediately to me. Yeah, it hits hard. Like that's the thing. Um... I think that the biggest thing about this album, like the biggest takeaway for me is like, there's a thing when like with Odyssey, with every Odyssey record where you have to like, you have to study the method of like yeah. how he puts together the, the album. After having interviewed him, I can tell you, he's a very methodical mm-hmm. creative. Like it's like, we do not talk about samples. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh right, God. Right, right. Legend, legend. <laughs> Never forget that as long yes. as I live. But it's like one of those things where, 
you know, he's very, like, specific and very literal and everything is chosen for a reason and everything's done for a purpose. And there's, like, two things here. It's like, number one, it's like, the language here is more clear and direct okay. than it's ever been. It's not like, it, there, there used to be a little bit more like wordplay for the sake of wordplay just because I'm a dope lyricist right. or like little flourishes in production because I'm a really dope producer. But this is just like really like stripped bare. All of those things that you're so used to from like every other Odyssey release you've ever heard in your mm-hmm. life just don't exist here. Like there's not that reason to do it. I mean, the only thing is like things does like a Baltimore club thing with like organic drums and you know like arrangement that's like cool but in reality it's not cool it's like this is what you this is how you would make a dance track if you were just using a drum and telling the drummer what to play and mm-hmm. you know he's telling the drummer what to play he is <laughs> so it's just fascinating it's like okay so like and also it's like literal in the sense that like i think that like the best worst thing that could have happened to odyssey was that donald trump got elected president because he's a thinker and then yeah. and yeah. He's, a, he's a thinker and he's an explicator. So when you have to think, you have to explicate. And you, you're already working in your own personal narrative. Like this album to me was already going to be personal. There's like so many mm-hmm. things that he says on this record that are like, hmm, that's really personal. I don't know if I'll say that on record, but but that's you, and you can do whatever well, you want. Well, think about the title alone. Right. The Iceberg, what does it immediately, it makes me jump to the Titanic. Right. And it, and if if he's starting off this album laying down this philosophy of how we can we can be good but we also can be evil yeah. and we can do bad and the rest of the album honestly is about steering away from that trying to avoid this this thing whether it's a emotional a personal thing in his life that he's trying to steer away from but he's it, it's all in support of this philosophy and how he can get there which is and like I said I do think this is his strongest uh, lyrical statement. By far, because how I've always come to Odyssey is the music first. Right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do things like the way other people do. Right. This is, if you ever heard an Odyssey record or a Diamond District record, yeah. it doesn't sound like the typical like boom bap stuff. It's like right. part of that has to do with the uh, instrumentation. Right. He's using live instrumentation. He was doing it when it wasn't cool. Uh, but right. a lot of it is just that's him as a musician speaking to you. But now I, I hear it. And it's marrying these two. If if anything, the good fight was too much, uh, mm. giving uh, credence or giving paying attention to that instrumental thing and trying to do like that California swag yeah. thing. And this this pulls it back. Right. It, it's hard to like. Okay. So like the hardest thing about this album that like frustrates me is that like he's never been this in front of the music before. So it's a hard thing when this you're is, like it's him, yeah, right? It's, it's hard, not like a character. Yeah, it doesn't it's feel a like hard it at thing least. It's, when you go yeah. from like when you go through all these other things you've done, and so much of it is obfuscation intentionally, like double timing wordplay, like trying to right, leave right. a lot of stuff out there that he knows that you don't know. So the whole game is like, how deep do you have to dig to find this man in his own music? And now we're at a point where if you've been listening to Odyssey for you know. 11 records this is the first time when you're like this is who you are so like there's like it's a it's a dissonant thing you have to listen to this album if you really want to like okay if you've come to this record because you're like okay odyssey is dope like maybe you've heard me talk to them or somebody talk to them and say oh odyssey's dope so i have to listen to his record Mm -hmm. this is the first time you hear it and it it doesn't jive with anything you're expecting yeah and also but it also doesn't jive with anything you're expecting if you've ever 
listened to him like previously. So there's this thing where if you're standing naked, you know, like spiritually and, you know, emotionally naked in front of your music and the music is drawn back, then there's this big gap between like right. you and the thing and there's no connection between the two. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I respect what he's saying, but it's the delivery that feels like it's like so far ahead and unexpected. Yeah. Okay. It's like, boom. Like, it's like, it's like every time, every time he says something on his record that like hits me a certain way, I'm just like stunned, like never not good enough, mm-hmm. which is like the DC record. And this is an yeah. artist who said a million times, I'm not the DC rapper. Right, 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 right. It's like, I'm going to make like the dopest DC record. that's like, come out in a minute so I, but i'm just gonna do that and i'm just gonna throw it out there and all of a sudden i'm gonna be like i represent you know for the the county pg county well, let me let me and anyone would want to have that song representing them yeah, let yeah, me just yeah. say I, I hear little, cities lined up to I, be I, like, I hear, <laughs> I little, uh, play a little clip of that but i want to yeah. say like this is this is a line for this i want what there is to fear i'm from black america this is just another year if you're new to disrespect by your elected puppeteers, well, let me show you how to persevere. That's not that's not just calling out stuff. That's that's saying I'm going to lead the way. Yeah. Uh, never not good enough. Right. I mean, what is there to fear? I'm from Black America. It's just another year. You knew to disrespect my your elected puppeteers, but let me show you how to persevere. Cause get up every time somebody knock you down and celebrate in front of people like they're not around. And if they try to build a wall to keep you balling out of bounds, use the best they told you want to keep the fences knocking down. Shout out to the Latinos, cause hustling ain't illegal. We bring it to the east of the father, we all are equal. But if part of they gon' progress and stopping us getting the Latinos, but let me ask the crowd, do one of y'all disagree? Just to shock the city, though, but represent the county. Until your voters counted, no, I got to tell them out. It's all about the effort and the effortlessly pressure. If I'm preaching to the choir, I know they're bound to get the lecture. And with my folks around me pushing envelopes and boundaries. So you won't only hear me, will you found me? I'm somewhere asking questions like, can I be afforded the most? Better answer me with more than a note. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, never not good enough. Uh, that is, you know, as we, you were pointing out, Mr. Dallin, that brings look, the local music of DC is go go. Of course it is. We'll say that as long as it takes for people to get it. Like that's I'll, I'll that's just it. it. If you don't know it. Mm-hmm. Go out and find it. Yeah, but, I'll say it at DC Public Library. Find yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Catch me outside. How about that? Yeah. Um, and uh, in fact, I think we have a little panel discussion <laughs> up on the podcast. You do. <laughs> uh, but but um, that's calling back to the sound of this city, the city that it came from, that he is not here anymore. Nope. He's in Brooklyn, New York. I mean, he is, he's a world traveler. He does this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you've got like this music that is honoring and looking back at where he came from. And lyrically referencing that but you also have uh this dig and this is this is such a good dig and it's such a great line from this song it happens later on it's like i'm trying to make more in one day than a 401k yep that, I, love it. I don't know how long he spent on that line that is the most savage sick burn to not just dc creatives but dc like everybody in this community yeah yeah. It's so spot on, and it's just like, yeah. It, okay, so here's here's my problem with this record. I have a giant problem with this record. Okay. 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 You can't say 
out of the left side of your mouth. DC is not a, a place that can sustain a creative community. And then, you know, like leave said creative community, go to another creative community, then look back at this creative community that you left and that you kind of sort of 10% denigrated and then make the best record representative of the sound of said creative community that said creative community has heard in like 15 years. That's just that's, that's on, in the streets what they call a kick to the ball. Yeah. But, but can, can you not do that? <laughs> you can, but it's not even it's not fair. It's not right. Like you, I mean, in, not, music should either be right nor fair. But in this case, it's like you know the the pool that you're diving into, right? And there's a level of peace and a level of like higher thought here on this record that's like really like resembling of somebody who wants to be like a social leader. And mm-hmm. at the same time, you can't throw like diss tracks at your 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 creatives where you used to where you used to hang in the middle of all that. Like you you just can't. Well, like, uh, I, it just it's not it's not fair. Is it is it not? But it's but not it's decent. But you can have complicated feelings about where you're from. Right, you can. Right? But um, as an adult, and, you you can. As an adult, you should. Yeah, you record, should be able to love something, but also be critical of it. But but you 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 make he makes that record knowing. Full aware that there is not another artist in Washington, D.C. at present that can top that record. So it ties it back to what we were just saying, like, before yeah, this. Yeah. Like, it's like, it ties right back into, you're, you're 100% right. Why is that? I mean, it's because, it's because people are at, people, okay, so the one thing about this, this, this song, it makes it great. It, it, it's great. It's it's great. It's terrible at the same time. Like, God, I have such strong feelings on this record. Like, <laughs> such strong feelings on this record. Like, it's great because it's exactly the record that needed to be made right now. If this record was made by, like, Kingpin Slim or, like, Gold Link or Shy Glizzy or any great number of rappers that people get excited about when they talk about Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. this record was made by them. You know, Sir EU, any of them. Right. Like, people would be like, this is astounding. This is the breakout record. And then, like, the best guy that's done it from here on, like, a more, on a more consistent basis than everybody else, but who is not here and who has complicated feelings that every other rapper in the area feels a certain kind of way about this guy, just came in and just took the ball. He's, he's, he's working at a different level than those guys right and, and like and it's, right but but you have to elevate your and he game. knows it and that's and that's cool but like but you know it's you don't yeah it's so it's so wild it's so wild it's like I, yeah i didn't I, I i didn't necessarily hear this this track i mean I, I i appreciate um your take on it marcus i didn't i didn't hear it as i didn't really hear it as a diss i just heard it as a kind of like um a recognition that uh, th- that the the this this place that shaped him is also what gave him, you know, the strength and the values and the drive mm-hmm. to to have to leave it behind or something. I mean, I think that's maybe the most no, I mean, charitable yeah, interpretation I, of it. I agree. It's just it's frustrating. It, God, it's frustrating. Like because we talk about like creative economy and like the creative mm-hmm. city and the city evolving and the city doing better and being better, and it's like this is the kind of record. That yeah, one should yeah. make if one is believing the hype that people like myself spew in my mouth every single day. Well, here's well here's something that I think is, like, is, actually, is very is very DC about it in a sense. Like um, when you talk about um, so when you compare this to get like you know to Fat Troll or Shy Glizzy, like this isn't an album about so like are there any 
does this album have an explicit lyric sticker on it? No, no right? Not at all. Um, women are never denigrated on the record. Never. The N word is never used. Never. Um, it's it's it 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 does, or I should say, it doesn't do all of the things that um, kind of respectability politics type listeners right. say. Like, well, if hip hop wants to be taken seriously, why do they got to call women bitches, and why do they have to, you know, glamorize violence and 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 this doesn't do any of that and so i kind of feel like it's um what i love about this record is that for people who claim to love hip-hop but but aren't really current with it it's sort of like when people uh complain about the nba yeah and i'm and 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 you get down to kind of well what do what do you dislike about it well there's no team play there's no this there's no that and i say you know what does have that is the WNBA. do you watch (laughs) do you watch do you watch watch that Wow. And so so true. Right? And 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 it turns out that no, they don't. They like, you know, maybe they like college basketball or something. Right. But the but but I think I think this is this is kind of a um it's a challenge to that to that type of um person who who loves to kind of be critical of, of hip hop without really right. knowing what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. And I and it's got these just killer like yeah you know the like you grew up is just a killer oh, killer killer parable you, you know like might that's be, might be the if that's a sermon right i mean I that's wish, a, like i wish that they would have like decided to make this like really one of the sing. hopefully they still will make this one of the singles that they yeah. make still if odyssey still believes in making singles where well, they make videos and put pushes behind them this would be one of the songs to do it with. Yeah, let's yeah. play a little so snippet of that. I, I was going to play uh, like that because I think that is uh, also a killer song. And I, and yeah. I don't mean this in a pejorative way at all. That is sort of the uh, we didn't start the fire of everything he believes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It like is. it is. If you go to Genius right now, look up the lyrics, and, and you can go by, and you'll find everything that's in all of his albums. It is the absolute mission statement for Odyssey. Yep. Uh, and uh, I think. We could rendered, be wrong. Rend, rendered in a way that makes could you be wrong. think. If it's wrong, not. If we're wrong, they'll probably tell it's us. Not, it's yeah. not. Di- I mean, I it's, mean it's, this is true. But, well, uh, but it's not didactical, right? It's not. It's not right. telling you what to think. It and and to the point where it just opens with a bunch of questions. Yeah, yeah. Right. But this <laughs> but, is, and I think this is also uh, one of the few songs in the album where it is a true like narrative. Yeah, yeah. It it's is. not just him talking. This is a true narrative. This is great. So this is you grew up. Let me take it back to my childhood. Six flags still called Wildwood. Where I heard every race is a neighbor and we was working class trying to make it out of our hood. My best friend back then was a white kid. We was tidy like the same things I did. Despite us being different colors, man, we was tight as Elmas and we caught each other brothers while I was trying to keep my nights clean. He was trying to scuff his chumps up. He was grunge. I was fresh when we were younger. We cussed on the rap trying to stick up in the punk clubs. But things changed when his pops got laid off. He blamed my father for the loss of his job. He said immigrants rob citizens a job and I better never set for the kid in his job. As we became adults in a call called America, he got himself a job as the officer of a law. My thoughts got blacker and his views got cracker. There was no way back to the roots at heart. Many years apart, I recognized him in the news. He shot a black man that was sitting in his car. Then the same part when we used to shoot hoops and all I could blame is the cause. You grew is all this time <laughs> I, yeah. I mean i mean that is yep. that, that that actually is uh and um yeah that comes like almost halfway in the album yeah a few, a few songs in and it is just it's it's a gut punch to be like oh this is um him looking at somebody that he thought he knew mm-hmm. and that our society the toxicity of our society has corrupted to the point or did it 
well, maybe this is he didn't know the person, right? We don't know. Well, that's the other that's the other take on the album title, right? Is is right. that is that the iceberg is about the stuff that is about you know? So he's he's trying to dredge up the stuff that's below the surface, right? And in this case, in this case, time as and in some, the tip, yeah, yeah. And so and so time and and a combination of circumstances, you know, revealed his childhood friend to be who he was. Uh, turned, you know, this uh, the in the second verse, this nice kid who becomes um, a, a suicide bomber or a jihadist of some sort. Um, so it's really about the, 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 the things that, that, that you don't see or don't know and, and, and trying to make them explicit. Um, which is, which is, a which is not like the most, uh, I mean, I mean, that's what art generally tries to do. Like right. it's not the most like highfalutin concept or whatever, right? but it's executed to a fucking T on this record. Would it be awkward if I said we don't see this too often in hip hop? Down. It's um okay in, in hip hop in 2017, not in the mainstream. Hell no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I went through. A, I went down a, a hip hop hole in a band camp today. Like okay. the, the best of hip hop people I've never heard of. Some of it was great. Some of it was not great. Uh, but it is you know hip hop being treated as uh, the way it was before. You know, it was just a very small art form mm-hmm. you could make in your house. Yeah. You have for nothing. Right uh, out of necessity, and and now people are telling stories like that. But like, yeah, I don't think you see people being this direct with it and telling it because, like, who wants to be the guy that goes out and be like, "Why you gotta say stuff that is bringing me down?" Right. I think I think that's, a, that's Kendrick. A, yeah. Well, that's an important part of this whole album is that it's like, if if you're not like ready for it, no. this album will like drag you down and like beat you up. Over and over and over and over and over again until you're like, the world is a terrifying place. I don't know my place within it. I don't know any, if anybody knows their place within it. What are we doing? It becomes really like existential. All of a sudden, you're just like, whoa, this is heavy. I mean, I think I think for a lot of um, for a lot of us struggling with like the election or whatever, there was this uh, um, as 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 an immigrant, you know, I had this idea that like, oh, America is a country that that uh, elects shitty people every two years, but. Going forward, demographically, every four years, right. we're not going to do the wrong thing ever again, right? There's right. no way we can, like, and, um, well, and we, we, we hope. And, and boy, had, <laughs> yeah. and, boy, boy, boy was I wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. But I was, I said too about this. I think that uh, the, the one standout thing about it is that this is like an Eminem record, and people don't make Eminem records anymore, except for Eminem, which is funny. Cause it's like they sell a lot of records and they're really catchy and they really make, like, People think in a way that's not like, oh, I'm going to make you think with my rapidity raps. Like, no, it's just like really plain spoken and like well explicated. Well, I, ca- I kind of tuned out when he threw himself off a bridge on that one song. He like killed his own persona. <laughs> oh, and I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody, yeah. Like, You've gone Mar- too far, man. Like Axl Rose did this. Marilyn Manson did this. This is not- <laughs> but, but, I, but I think that's called being a... Being a uh, George uh, Michael did you it. Know, yes. Say what you will about Eminem. He's, he's a fantastic storyteller, as is... Odyssey, right, uh, you yeah. know, and and that that's rare these way days. Less, way less homophobia on this record, though. Way which I'm, less which homophobia, which I'm super into. <laughs> so so if, you're, if you're looking for an album with way less homophobia than Eminem, this is this is your jam. There it is. You know, uh, but yeah, I, I that Eminem uh, record is a good comp because 
Shit, that's why he got paid. He's just a storyteller. Right. Yeah. I saw you yeah. tweet out something where it was, you were like, I think I just want to like, be a storyteller. Yeah. Rather than, rather yeah. Than a reviewer, which is like, honestly, it's what we try to do down here. We definitely do that in the interviews. Yeah. You know, but it is. He, Amir's got a story. Mm-hmm. If you're make if you're making something, you should have a story. Right. If you if you're diet yeah. sig, you don't have a story. I'm oh sorry. man. <laughs> no, no, that's neither here nor there. But uh But you there's, should have a story. The, the hype is their story. But no. but but there's this other component, this magic to it, when people can figure out maybe their story's generic, maybe it is is Something that's been told over and over. Or maybe you haven't but, told your story, your actual story in 11 albums. Or maybe you haven't done that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then it's like... It's uh, it's telling the story honestly and trusting that if you're willing to tell it, that it's probably interesting enough that people want to hear it. Yeah. I just I just hope that, that my, my one big thing with this album is I hope that there are people here for Odyssey telling his own story. Because I think mm-hmm. this is where he's at now as an artist been doing this for a little bit um and you get to a point where like okay you're like a legacy act at this point odyssey could like put out dippity do and mm. say i'm doing a tour and go to the same spots he always goes to and hit the same numbers and have the same kind of level of comfort um there's a thing about okay so like maybe i want to do more than that what will that take well and this is a thing that i, I have to tap out on and i i tap I, I tapped out on rock music a long time ago it is, you know, especially in hip hop culture right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've floated the theory that you know what we're seeing in hip hop now is much like the rock and roll revolution of the nineteen sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, and um, so there is a lot of that culture around it. Yeah, that doesn't matter to me. Like the only albums I like are albums that tell the good story. <laughs> right. I don't care about what you're supposed to do. I heard people talking about. I uh, got a bad comment thread about Kendrick's new album. Now, our comments have been like, because his comment was like, I'm going to write an album about God. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to listen because I, I don't I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I will listen to it, but that's that that's not a story that I want to tell. Mm-hmm. But the way people were responding were like, why don't you just talk about Compton? Why don't you talk, you know, talk about gangster rap? And it's just like, if that's what you think people are doing when they're talking to you by sharing their experience, like that's... That's a whole other problem with our our world. I want to hear Kendrick Lamar talk about like waking up in his house and you know like doing some normal stuff. Like that's what I want yeah. to hear. Yeah, I mean I really do. Like, I'm here I mean, for that. I'm, I'm all totally here for him like telling just good stories about like how much life. you enjoyed last night's episode of Legion. Exactly. I, I, wanna... I, mean, you know, I want that kind of stuff. I mean. If, if God gets involved in there in some, on some level, like, I get it. Yeah. Like, he's an African-American. Well, there's you know, a way to do it. He's a certain it. age. Like, that makes sense. But, like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just... But, gosh, yeah. Chance, God, Chance and Kanye did not, were not able to pull that off. Yeah. Because to God, there's a, there's a thing, and it's just it's minimally has something to do with Odyssey's record, a lot to do with the other stuff we're talking about. Um, there's a thing that when you get some black folk talking about God, we just can't shut up. Because God, we love God. Yeah, no, I God's mean, a it's beautiful. God's a God's a key aspect of African American culture. It's not just God; it's gospel. If you, it's not black people. It's like if you say gospel, people forget there's an entire history and a reason gospel exists. Right? It's not to have you flying on the ultralight fucking beam. <laughs> like it just is not. And I, I that song is that that song bugged me from the first time I saw it and I heard but, but it. That's but that's that exalted. Black people, God thing that exists in the world and will never leave. If you heard Coloring Book and then didn't immediately go like, "Who are the Staples Singers?" 
Like, who the fuck are you? In no matter yeah. if you're yeah. black, white, or what. Right. Who the fuck? Like, but especially if you're black, because these are all explicitly black records we're right. talking about. And I think there's something also about Odyssey too, and his record. And this is almost has a, this has a lot of explicitly black overtones too. Oh, and that's sure. important, right? I mean that that story is from the what yeah, we just heard exactly up, right. You know, um, totally, uh, you know, and exploring a faith that like is not the American necessarily, but the majority American, right? Not, not the default religious setting. Like yeah. I, I yeah. think it's important. He's a Sudanese American, but he's Muslim. Yeah, right. And I think that especially right now, that's very important because he's not. This isn't Alan preaching like about the caliphate or like yeah. you know, it's it is he's talking mm. about figuring out how to love people and and treat people right so that the mm. world can exist. That's how that's that's my interpretation. No, I agree. Yeah. Again, I just wish that God like my one big take overall with this record is I wish that Odyssey would have started like talking about himself at like album two. Sure. Yeah. Because like talk about you are talk about yourself as like a as a character or as a, as a creative character of your narrative on album 11. I'm like, dog. Well, he says he's been reading a lot of books. So I think I think he's had a lot of time to, so to, kind of, to think like, about this. And I start, it's, I, that's the thing. This record gets me mad because I'm like <laughs> listening and I'm like. Man, but it's not like the other albums are bad because but of it. They're, they're just no. different. They're just I different. I just wish that. I mean, if he would have had this, like, okay, so there is a there is a long-standing hip hop narrative about like artists doing a thing on every record. Like there was like EPMD had these songs, like you know, Who Killed Jane. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's like all these you know artists have like you know this desire to like step out of their creative self and talk about some other thing on like a track or two if i mean not that odyssey i don't know if he's a fan of that kind of rap or that style of you know like doing interludes or whatever but if there was just a a spot on every record where he told a little personal story and like related a little bit of himself so that you didn't have this thing where like you're this like unapproachably great underground independent artists i mean there are people that stopped me on the shoots in washington dc like i was the you know the dalai lama right for like sitting across from odyssey which for me was as normal as like you know waking up and, whatever you were nervous as shit i mean i was initially <laughs> you were I was, you're sitting there like shaking but no it's it's like it's funny only because like people have this ne- this belief that he's this you know unapproachably great independent well, underground artist he is great he's, a, he's yeah. intense but he is great right but it's like but if you pull down the, the, the big shield around yourself every so often you just peek over it and you show if you show your humanity mm-hmm. and then you pull it right back up then you're still dope I, yeah but you have another way of connecting with people and I feel like that this is like too much too it feels like too much too late okay alright yeah I mean I, I I think there's a lot more to, to like immediately no, it's just a more immediate listening mm-hmm. experience, I right. think, than 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 some of uh, some of his other work. Um, so I don't. So I don't know. Too much, too late. I gotta. It's a thing. If you, I gotta if, think about that. Yeah, if you listen to a bunch of his stuff, it's like you're just like, oh, like it made me pause. Like I, hmm. I, I don't, I don't pause a lot when I, when I get done listening to albums. I don't like have that moment of like, ah, that was an experience. Let me go and right. there is a thing. lot. It's it's a lot of him. Like, yeah, like I mean, it's at, at the end. I'm like, yeah, that's a lot to unpack. Like, I it felt is, really yeah. badly for the young man at Pitchfork that reviewed this because I'm like, that's a lot to unpack. Like, you, like you gave that album a seven, but you really didn't really feel that seven, right? <laughs> like, it, you, you, you thought about that seven two weeks later when something he said on that record like hit you like 
in your head while you were, you know, walking down the street. I, that's what I did. We 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 rescheduled this. We were supposed to do it like a week or so ago, or actually two weeks ago, and then, and then we couldn't do it. And then uh, and then something hit me today, and it changed my entire perspective of, of this album. Yeah, it's crazy. Like that's the thing. I mean, it, and I said I wrote a whole piece where I said this album defies review because it does because it's there's a level of control of the narrative because he's talking about himself mm-hmm. that makes it really hard to like rest control of the narrative voice of his record and like write yeah. up a review or like well this is the beautiful thing about, about reviews right. though if you do them well i'm not saying i do but it, or we do or anything but if you do them well every art piece of art is going to mean something different to every single person right I mean, this is why we we've been down here for an hour talking about this yeah it means something different to me than it does mm-hmm. to you and and that doesn't invalidate the artist's vision right at all right and but, but he leaves like 10% of the space in the room for you and your vision. All right. <laughs> 90% I, of it is like, oh, I, I mean, just that, told you everything. I do. I do. I do kind of, I guess. What? So, so I'm, I'm coming around to the way you're saying it, Marcus and that, and that I think, um, I need more time with this album to mm-hmm. really, to really, let's do it like to really times. know it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's and, wild that way. and maybe as we try to, uh, wind down, um, yeah, we're, we're, are we there? Landing, are we we're landing. Point? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, 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 what would you say uh, people should should do with this album here? I'm really, I'm really like, I'm straddling that that line right now. I think, um, uh, I would, I would say that if you don't know this man's work, um, go out there and start with whatever works for you. Whether it's you know if it's Diamond District or mm-hmm. Rock Creek Park, which is like an all time, just it's just like on my Mount Rushmore of of records. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm re- I'm really close to a buy on this. I think I need a I think I need a little bit longer to get me over the line. Right now, I'm a really strong try. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm. I, but but I also could see coming being back here in December and talking about this album as one of my five like favorite records right. of the year. Right. So so, t- so so try it. Give it a try. De- definitely try Give it. Give it a shot. And okay. and ask me. And if you're really curious, ask me like in a week. If I'm on by, because right. I might be, <laughs> right, Mr. Dowling, I'd say um, try it like three or four times. Like just leave it like like I do with a really good album. Just leave it in your Spotify player, like kind of like up near the top three, so you can just hit the button and start playing it. Yeah, like that's definitely like it's worth trying. So because, give it a shot. Yeah, because it's it's his best complete work to date. Yeah, for that reason, I'm going to buy it. Because I, I, I truly believe this is his best work, and I, and I came to that today. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of that when I first listened to it. Uh, it always takes. It, I mean, and this is a good thing. It takes a while to get to get into his records. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a very good thing, and very few people you can say that about. Uh, but I think this is his best work. I think I, I personally don't care how long it took him to get here, uh, because all those other records exist. He's going to make records from. I mean, he's a young guy. Yeah. So we're we're going to still see more. Maybe maybe the next one will be just a trap record, a silly trap record. I doubt it. <laughs> I don't. I don't see I that doubt happening. It. I mean, you know, doing something like this has to be a little bit emotionally exhausting. But, uh, but as it stands, yeah, it's it's one of my favorites this year, and and it mostly a buy because I will keep listening to it. Unlike Eduardo, like you had a nice little. Uh, savage take on the ryan adams like why would i listen to that if there's other better there's, ryan adams there's of? eight other ryan adams albums yeah, from this the, year all the exact right. same and this <laughs> album i, I will continue same. to listen to because i know that i don't have it figured out yeah but um i think that uh, to that point i think that odyssey finally found his creative voice yep 
It was always in the beats. fuck out of that. Yeah. It was always in the beats yep, beforehand. Right, right. Like, and he hid behind the beats. And I'll say that to his face. Like, if he was sitting right where you are, Eduardo, I say it to his face. I'm like, you hid behind the beats for like. But the work is here. Like, over, yeah, it, like yeah, over yeah, a here. decade. Yeah. The beats were so strong. The production was so strong. But then he finally stood in front of it. And like, I want to, yep. I want to see this in like three albums. Yeah. Totally. Not, not, I mean, not common alone probably upgrades me to a buy, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay parked. You try. <laughs> I locked your entry, son. Uh, thank you guys for coming down. Odyssey's the iceberg. Uh, do what you will with it. Yeah. Like, why you want to catch my eye when you already know that I'm taking? Nah, like really. How you pass through on payments and I'm seeing you on vacation? Nah, like really. How you gonna make us great when we were never really that amazing? Nah, like really. Take it back to what? On fine, hanging black lives entertaining. Nah, like really. How do you police the streets of a neighborhood you do not engage in? Nah, like really. Why brother get three for a sack when your brother go free for a raping? Nah, like really. Odyssey's the iceberg is available everywhere you can buy fine music and I. I recommend you at least check it out and check out his whole catalog. He's a he's a hell of an artist. You know, you heard us referencing this interview we did for uh, for a podcast that was near and dear to our hearts. It is no longer called "Getting Over" with Marcus K. Dowling, and uh, you know we had we had Amir down here, and uh, it really informed not just this album but also the bulk of his work. Just seeing how he carried himself, how he spoke, what he chose to speak about, what he would not speak about. Uh, and it was it was fantastic, and uh, I think, uh, as I said in the little conversation there, this is this is his best work, and I can't wait to see what he does next. Also, can't wait till he's here in Washington D.C. at the IMP own nine thirty club on four twenty. That's April twentieth, kids. Uh, so get your tickets now. I, I heard it might might sell out because uh, you know y'all like things that are badass, and and he's he's definitely that. Um, before we get out of here this week, I want to play a little track from you by a friend of the podcast. Also, Brandon Perry, a.k.a. Khan. Uh, he is still the busiest guy I know in in music, in hip-hop. And, uh, you know, you either know him or you don't, but he keeps getting, like, he keeps moving up through the hip-hop world. We actually had a submission that I have to play on the podcast at some point from a guy in Cincinnati who Khan was on his record, and he was just like, hey, and the guy didn't know that we knew Khan, it was, and it was crazy. It's a great track, and I don't know why I haven't played it yet, but but right now I'm going to play this track from his upcoming um, EP called Extra- uh, Abstractions. He's done this with Klaus Lair. It's a guy he's he's worked with before, and uh, it's going to be out on the 31st, and the name of this track is Toonami. And I'm going to leave it at that, uh, so here you go. This is uh, the next step from Khan, Toonami. Uh. I guarantee my shit will always get respect. I punish you with intellect and interject. I'm feeling vexed. I'm very stressed. It's been hectic around me. Drowning in a puddle of sins and sorrow. Seek a brighter tomorrow. But nothing's guaranteed for time is borrowed. I lead and never follow. Feeding you the toughest pill to swallow. That's the truth. Now tell me how it tastes when all my tracks are laced. I rarely leave a trace. I hit you with that boom bap rap backpack shit and you loving it. It's so awkward to cover it. Come and see the professional. Not susceptible. Highly legible. Mr. Incredible. I devour the beat like it's edible. I'm 
believed it. All these rappers are like is your lines are fucking facetious. Taking this generation and turning them into fiends. Can you explain what it means to be 25 with a dream? Searching for inspiration. All I see is a barren land. I've been struggling lately. By myself, no one gives a damn. It's hard to change the world when all that you have is a pair of hands. A situation is destitution. I lose the energy. Now it's just negativity rolling off on my tongue. Take a hit of the blunt and proceed to cough up a lung. See, I've been searching for wisdom through words and for what it's worth. It's the pain that's holding me back and I find it hard to relax when my train of thoughts get attacked and attacked, but that's in the past and I maximize my potential by masterminding this manifesto. I manifest it with my message. They don't believe me. I'm supplying the real that is seldomly given. A subtle revision for revision. I verify when I vanish. The temperatures start to rise and the reason becomes apparent. My music blasting and blaring. The system about to break with tsunami on my TV and a blank stare on my face like I'm lost in another world and preparing for Rip, name of that track was Toonami. Abstractions is going to be out on March 31st. And you can put it in your ears then. I'm looking at the page now. You can get it on Bandcamp for $6. That's it. So if you dug it, support it. That's, that's our rule here. If you like the stuff, support the shit out of it. And then these artists can continue to make more. That is our podcast for this week. We thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you like what you heard, please subscribe to us on iTunes. You can leave us a message or a rating there. We are on Google Play, Stitcher, Mixcloud. We are on SoundCloud when we want to be, which hasn't been a lot lately. But I'm going to put some more stuff up there, maybe three or four episodes this time. Uh, out and about, you can find uh, Matt Condon and uh, Mauricio Castro out at shows. They are at Arcane93 or at the Mauricio. Uh, they, they do our live coverage for us. And, and the rest of the crew, it's like myself, uh, Carrie, Paul, Andre, Eduardo, Marcus. Sometimes we have guests. Coming up in the next few weeks, we're going to have a talk with the amazing Jamal Gray. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Breaking Even Festival. We are um, hopefully down the line got a few awesome special guests. And uh, I can't talk about that yet, but but it's coming. It's more in April, May. Uh, and then we're just going to keep reviewing the shit out of some albums. Father John Misty coming up. That album's amazing. If you missed our Laura Marling podcast, go back and listen to the album first, then listen to the podcast because the album's amazing. Turned out to be an amazing 2017, despite everything, I guess. Um, so that's it. I'm going to get out of here. I, might get, I think I'm going to the show tonight, actually. Patrick Watson. Uh, maybe I'll see you there. If I don't, uh, you know, have a good few days. Uh, we will talk to you then. And until then, be good to yours, but be better to your people. We'll see you in a few. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>